4: i the future. i the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live from Las Vegas on 200 FSR stations across this great nation. You would think a Tuesday after NFL? Before March Madness? Not real busy. Wrong. We got a jam-packed day. The research staff was working overtime. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. Now, he's in Los Angeles. You can't have pros without Joe's. He's Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which
1: we've got more on Dak Prescott, the story that won't go away, and a quarterback carousel around the NFL, in your mind, what is the Vegas lead?
4: I didn't think I'd ever say this again. Philip Rivers. Yeah, Philip
1: Rivers, in an interview with Sam Farmer of the LA Times, said he is looking to play a maximum of two more years, obviously this coming on the heels of the Chargers and Rivers releasing joint statements that he was no longer going to be a member of the organization moving forward.
4: And I have an official announcement, RJ Bell will not ask for over $10 million per year, in my next contract. <laughs> That's very kind of you. <laughs> so, Phillip Rivers not g- wanting to play a third year, right? This he's being honest. Yeah, I mean, we appreciate him, you know, not wanting to gouge the team that ends up <laughs> signing him. Now, listen, this all comes down to how good this guy is today. No doubt about it, or really how good this guy is next fall, right? No doubt Phillip Rivers had A borderline Hall of Fame career. I think most people would say Hall of Fame. Where do you come down on that, Jonas? I think he's a Hall of Famer. All right. We asked it yesterday, and this is something to think about as we discuss this segment. We're playing for the freedom of all mankind against the uh, Marsh. I I think the Klingons were in this matchup. And they decided to play a football game, and somehow we had a choice between Phillip Rivers on his best day, and Eli Manning on his best day. And this really gets to the heart of the debate, is it about every snap and the aggregation of stats cuz if so Philip Rivers wins, I think. If it's about big games and titles, Eli wins. And it's easy to say Philip Rivers is better. Eli got lucky. But, Jonas, I'm going to ask you one more time. You're the GM. You're, the earth is at stake, and you're saying, Eli, take a seat. Philip Rivers, you get in there.
1: Yeah, I'm going with Philip Rivers.
4: Ooh. You know, I'm going to put that up on a commercial, <laughs> the Twitter poll. I think it's going. What do you predict? I, I think most people will go Eli Manning. Uh, I was thinking so, but then everyone wants to be smart. This is interesting. Yeah, but it'll be as close to 50-50 as any poll
1: you've probably done because it really is one of those interesting. And the fact that they were traded for each other on draft day makes it even more compelling. So their history is really tied together.
4: Yeah, that when we were saying should we dump Jonas Knox? Yeah, uh, it was it was fifty fifty about. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, I, 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 think I it was forty nine for you, but no big deal. But I appreciate you guys
1: rounding up and making me the winner because that you know, <laughs> luckily enough, I'm here. So hey,
4: thanks, Scott Shapiro, for that, buddy. <laughs> I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas, and you mentioned that draft class, Big Ben in that draft yes. class. We know who sits on top of that draft class. Let's be honest. <laughs> Now, where is Philip Rivers next season? Meaning, what level of quarterback is he? Fezzik, on the show again tomorrow, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, he says coming into next season, he projects Philip Rivers' 24th best quarterback in the NFL. How does that resonate with you?
1: Um, I would put him slightly higher. I would put him around 20, All I right. would say.
4: I don't know. Here's what we actually, pregame.com research, McKenzie did this. We looked at the first quarter of the season, this past season, Phillip Rivers, QBR, 56. 56. Last three quarters of the season, so game five through 16, 47. So literally now the average is about 53 or so for QBR because it's the performance has gone up since they made the 50% where it, where it is. So literally the first quarter of the season, Phillip Rivers was a smidge better than average. Last three quarters of the season, well below average. You add a little bit more aging in, somewhere between 20 and 24, I'm probably closer to 24. So in pre-production, you asked a good question, Jonas. You said, would Phillip Rivers move the needle for anyone? Yeah, down. I mean, imagine <laughs> imagine if the Rams— imagine if the Rams— I mean, even the— I mean, would you— That's a good question. Phillip Rivers or Jared, no, Jared Goff? Jared Goff. Jared
1: Goff, yeah.
4: So, like, I can't— I mean, yeah, if you're 24, there's going to be teams that you're going to improve, but it's going to be the teams that are looking to improve anyway, right? Either through the draft or— and we got to be honest. I gave you these guys beforehand, but I'm going to ask you, who would you rather Phillip Rivers play other than the guys I'm going to rattle off? And by the way, these guys are all available in free agency, every one of them. So in theory, any team could have Phillip Rivers and and let's start Tom Brady. And what I'll do is just pause for a half a second and – if you don't say anything, I'll say you're taking that guy, right? Right. All right, here we go Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Dak Prescott. All right, so that's all means Philip Rivers is no, no, no. Okay. Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> Andy Dalton, Cam Newton. Lucas from the 1986 movie Lucas. Oh, Philip Rivers, come on, yeah, come on, please. (laughs) And and Joe Burrow. Philip Rivers.
1: Really? Yeah, I'll take Philip Rivers next year over Joe Burrow. Wow, is that a hot take? I, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a hot take, but I look at... We don't know what Joe Burrow's going to be. We saw a jump in Joe Burrow's numbers. We don't like know if Philip never...
4: Rivers is going to
3: be able to run a 6.040. I would trust Rivers in a prove-it
1: year, coming off a down year, entering free agency and the motivation to go along with it, more so than I would the complete unknown of what Joe Burrow's going to be.
4: That's an interesting question. You would rate the likelihood of Rivers... And his motivation is high. Yeah. Because you gotta wonder at some point, what's this about? Meaning, can he play his 38th year? Is it about the last 15, 20 million dollars? I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I, I think if we're assuming he's gonna be ultra motivated. I'm not sure why. He's got all the money in the world. Um, Guys, so this, not
1: motivated. Yeah, well, th- this seems like... It's I mean, a, 23 kids. I think yeah, that's true. And it, might, it, could have, it could be 27 by the time the season starts. <laughs> you never know. Um, and so that, he could be asking for three years instead of two. But I just I look at Phillip Rivers and I say, all right, this is a guy who's being told all off season, coming off a bad year. He's finished. He's done. His old team didn't even want him. I think that's a little bit of added spice to him in the offseason. And I think he's going to have a prove-it year next year, a comeback year.
4: That's Jonas Knox. We are straight out of Vegas. I'm R.J. Bell. We've got the odds where he could go next year. But first, let me ask you this. I believe the team that the player was on knows more about the player. Just sees him every snap, in practice, workouts. The Chargers have a motivation. Think about how great the story would have been, you know, because – Let's be candid. It's not going to be common for a guy to be on the same team for 18 years. I mean, this is a great story. And the Chargers need a story for the franchise. How bad must he be playing in the eyes of the Chargers that if you take the whole idea of he'll probably take a discount, he would, Phillip Rivers, because why move those 23 kids and all that? for what, one or two more years maybe? Because he's not going to play more in two, he promised. And the Chargers still said, no, thank you. That's not a good sign, is
1: it? No, and I also think that he was kind of worn thin from what the Chargers were. I mean, the whole moving situation is a big deal. He wasn't really all in on them going to L.A. There was rumors out here back then that he, you know, he didn't want to leave San Diego at the time. He wasn't a big fan of it, didn't even move houses. He hired a driver to take him from San Diego where he was still living <laughs> all the way up to the games and to practice every day. I just think they had realized it's time to move forward, but I think the Chargers waited a little bit too long. Because there's no real contingency plan there. I mean, who is it? Tyrod Taylor? I mean, like they've got to get a quarterback this offseason.
4: Which is bringing up the point. They're saying a massive amount of uncertainty, the Chargers say, or Taylor, which is uncertainty, and we'll take it over, over Rivers, probably at a discount of what he'll want from another team.
1: Yeah, and I think he was done with them as well, too.
4: I think it's possible he doesn't have a starting job next year.
1: That's Yeah, that's a possibility for sure.
4: Or at but least he's gonna your have number 20 it. quarterback.
1: But he's he's going to have to earn it. I think he's the 20 quarterback because I trust him next year if given the opportunity in the right place. Now, it's a limited market. I don't think there's a lot of places that make sense for him. I think there's more places that make sense for Tom Brady than it does Philip Rivers. But if he's with the Colts, who's got a really good offensive line and does have some talent there and a defense that can play at a high level and a coach who knows him that he's got a history with, I think that makes a lot of sense.
4: Would you rather have Rivers than Brissett? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. A lot of talking. We've got the odds, Jeff. Yes.
1: Uh, And the odds are Phillip Rivers' next destination, and it goes as follows Tampa Bay is the favorite at plus 150. So it's hundred bucks. wins you a hundred fifty if you can nail Tampa Bay. The Colts are six to one coming in at number no. two. The Panthers at nine to one, and the Chicago Bears at twelve to one.
4: Bears at twelve to one. That'd be hilarious. That wouldn't make you any sense. You trade up for Trubisky, and then you kind <laughs> of sign Philip Rivers like for twenty-two million probably, and Trubisky's. Got the clipboard. Uh,
1: the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers make no sense to me whatsoever. the t- The Bucks' problem last year was they had they had a really good run defense. If I'm not mistaken, the best run defense in the league. A ton of weapons on the outside, but Jameis Winston turned the ball over and threw way too many interceptions. So, well, that's, that's knew, a,
4: But he's done that his whole career. Yeah, but
1: that's the same thing, problem Philip Rivers had last year. So I don't know that he's much of a different quarterback than Jameis Winston in that offense, a guy who's going to throw it up there and take chances
4: with those big wide receivers. That reinforces why he's not number 20. When I we mean, come back. <laughs> Good stuff, Jonas. When we come back. NFL quarterbacks, you might have heard of this guy, Dak Prescott. A lot going on. We'll give you the Vegas perspective.
1: That's coming up next. He's R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific
2: on Fox Sports Radio and the
0: iHeartRadio app. L a s i k.
3: Nutrafol.com spelt n-u-t r a f o l dot com promo code C-R Show. That's Nutrafol.com promo code C-R show. I'm RJ Bell.
4: We are straight out of
1: Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments. We have a deadline set for one quarterback contract.
4: And Jonas Knox is upset. He's gonna be laying some blame down. So a pretty good day to join us. We got a lot of show left. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio, up over double the audience in the last year. Thank you so much. You can listen five days a week, two hundred plus FSR stations across this great nation. Also, foxsportsradio.com, iHeartRadio app, SiriusXM, and anytime on podcast, just search for RJ Bell. Right now in the Strip, the neon. It, well, it's fifty-nine degrees. And the neon is chugging. So, RJ Ian
1: Rappaport of the NFL Network is reporting that the Dallas Cowboys are trying to get a deal done with quarterback Dak Prescott before the franchise tag window closes on
4: March 10th. Okay, so let me get this story straight. The Dallas Cowboys are trying to sign their franchise quarterback. That's the story?
1: Yeah, before they have to put the franchise tag on him. Oh, so they'd like to sign him as soon as possible. Yes.
4: (laughs) All right. We'll take it as a, you know, maybe there's a tweak quota,
1: you know? Well, I mean, I think the Dallas Cowboys are trying to give the impression that, hey, we're really working here. We're trying to get a deal done. We're doing everything on our end. And that's
4: sort of where this is going. And you're saying, like, Ian Rappaport is... Like their PR agency? Uh, the I, I think a lot of people is this, in the media. Is this what I've heard about, this email that gets sent out and everyone's conspiring in the media that I'm not on the list? I,
1: I told you, Weekend Overnight guys aren't on that list either. So what but that's know? what
4: you're really saying. You're <laughs> effectively saying you think the Cowboys slip it to him and said, hey, get this out and we'll get you another story. Yeah, it feels like Dallas is
1: trying to play the media and say, look, we're we're, like, we're trying our damnedest here. We're trying to get something done. Uh, Stephen Jones was quoted as saying last week through Claire Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, listen, uh, you know, uh, things are about to heat up. You know, we're trying to get everything done here. We're trying to get this knocked out because that's the big question for the Cowboys.
4: But you said something at the very beginning of that diatribe that's wrong. You said they're trying to pull one over on the media. No. What we think is happening, allegedly, perhaps, likely, 99%, is the Cowboys gave it to Ian Rappaport... And said, put this out there. We'll get you a story later. And then they're trying to pull something over on the readers of the media. Not the media. You think Rappaport doesn't know what's going on? Oh, of course he does. All right. So it's not over the media. It's over the poor people, Jonas. Your crowd.
1: Okay. Listen, well, I I apologize to my poor people. (laughs) Uh, I I I will
4: do a better job next time. Now, you would think you're Max upset about that, but... You're blaming the Cowboys on this.
1: Yeah, one. I think they waited too long to get this done. Um, they've been trying to go back and forth and uh, try and get a deal worked out since last offseason. They let the Rams and they let the Philadelphia Eagles set the market for that draft class when they could have easily gotten it done beforehand. But it feels like they're kind of nickel and diming Dak Prescott here. And my, my whole problem with what Dallas is looking at and how people who look at Dak Prescott's next contract and why it doesn't make sense to me they're forgetting the bargain that he's been playing under the first four years of his career. First four or five years of his career, he's made about two, three million, or two or three million dollars based on where he was drafted. So, if you were to tell NFL general managers around uh, the league, if you could get a quarterback of Dak Prescott's worth and value and ability for eight years at 18 million dollars would you take the deal every single one of them would sign up for it well if you take the 30 and
4: what, well what what deal would they rather take that deal or dak for five years for that number For what, the $2 million? Yeah, that's a sunk cost. I mean, that's a sunk advantage at this point. But what I'm saying is, if
1: you look at it in totality, as opposed to Dak Prescott $35 million a year, everybody forgets about the $400,000 a year he's been making the first part of his career. So if you were to put those two together over an eight year stretch, it would cost you $18 million to keep Dak Prescott.
4: Now, as a businessman, That approach just—it doesn't even resonate. It's like, what's he talking about? But as a fan or as a non-businessman, whatever, and I'm not saying you necessarily, but from that other perspective, I get it. You're saying, hey, look at the whole span of time, and you're trying to communicate to Dak you want him to be paid fairly in aggregate over all that time. I kind of see that, but think about your own experiences in college or whatever— if you got this great deal on an apartment, and it should have been $2,000 a month, but you were getting it for $1,100 because they made a mistake a uh, month. A couple years in, they look at it and go, oh, my God, we're making a mistake. Jonas, your rent's going up. And they don't bring it up to market. They bring it up to, let's say, $3,000 a month. Guess what? Jonas is calling the, move, the moving company, right? Because they're going to tell you, well, look at it over. You're going to say, I don't care. That's past." Right? But but but
1: they are bringing it up to market because he's asking for what the rest of the guys in the market are asking for, and so so it's not here's like he's, the report. Yeah, uh, it's like it's not like he's saying I want forty five million dollars a year. He's saying no, I want more than Carson Wentz, and he deserves more than Carson Wentz.
4: Carson Wentz. Hmm. Okay. Maybe because I see that point. I think I have a romanticism about Wentz in my head a little bit. Now you know, Colin. I know you two don't get along, but he loves <laughs> right. <Wentz>. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're. You're making a brilliant point at the very beginning, I think, when you said you're negotiating over, let's call it a couple million. Now, you said nickels and dimes, so I hope one day I can call a couple of million (laughs) nickels and dimes. But I call them uh, sticks, you know, like on billions.
2: Wags, five sticks wired now to Wendy Rogers' personal account.
4: So a couple of sticks, right? A couple of million. (laughs) Your point is, who cares because the, even if you win the battle, you lose the war. If you make them wait a year, you wait a year, the market resets, and all of a sudden that $2 million and more, Dak's going to want. That's interesting. I still think when they offered him, and this is the reporting, the Cowboys offered Prescott $33 million beginning of last year. Dallas, or Prescott said, no, thank you. I think Dallas did their part. And I think Jerry Jones, if you think about the way he does things, it's the same way every time recently, which is we're going to be very generous, but if they don't take what we believe is a fair offer, we're going to be tough as nails. Because in a way, by rejecting Jerry's offer, the player is saying, Jerry, you're, you're not trying to pay us fairly. Or you're trying to pay us unfairly by rejecting the offer, right? And I think that bothers Jerry. Because wouldn't you agree the 33 is pretty close, even yeah. if you don't— th-
1: Thirty-three so, is close. I also think the timing of when this allegedly happened. Look, when Dak, when did Dak Prescott play his best football of the year last year? When they started three and 0 in September. So mm-hmm. if he if he's wheeling and dealing and they're going up and down the field and scoring and they're three and and0 and the Cowboys still offer him what they think is below what a, a Carson Wentz or somebody like that is making, then the Dal- then Dak Prescott and his team are going to say, no, no, you're going to come to us with that after the three games we just played. So I think. So, that's the timing is uh, help me understand
4: is. this. I know the Steelers will not uh, negotiate once the season started. Are we certain that Dallas was still negotiating as the season progressed? Uh, you know? That's what Dallas is saying. Okay. So I,
1: I have I have no idea. That's why it, it goes back to what I was saying before. It feels like Dallas is getting a lot of this stuff out there. They're getting their part and their side out there, and you're not really hearing much from, the, from Dak Prescott and company.
4: Hmm. If you had to put an over-under, and that's what we do here, because we're straight out of Vegas, I'm R.J. Bell talking to Jonas Knox, on Dak, what he signs for the average salary per year, what is it?
1: Oh, geez. Uh, 35 and a half. I would put a 35 and a half. I think
4: I'd go over that.
1: Especially if, Ma- Dak- if Mahomes signs first, yeah. they got
4: problems. That's setting the market again. Good yeah. point. Do you think Dak... Helped himself or hurt himself this season? I think it was even. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, think,
1: I don't think he hurt himself, but I don't think he helped himself either because it was too up and down. They were a 500-football team. There were opportunities late in the year to win big games. He was banged up. So I, I don't think he damaged his reputation, but I don't think he helped it either.
4: I think for the public, the average fan, you're right, even – I think for the front office of the Dallas Cowboys and all the analytics guys, up. Because Dallas, by some statistical measures, had the best offense in the NFL. And in almost every measure, they were in the top six or eight. So they were statistically so much better than their record. They fired the coach, so you got rid of the bad guy. I think you got to. I'm more impressed by Dak today than I was a year ago. You're saying no.
1: I'm just saying I, I feel as, uh, the same about him as I did a year ago because I've always liked him. I always thought he was a good quarterback who can play well. I also think the timing of this doesn't work. You just brought in a brand-new coach. Who's to say it's going to work with Mike McCarthy? And so it almost makes more sense as of, at, at this point now that they play it out for a year with Mike McCarthy, see if it works, and then if it works, you can go long-term – But I just I don't know. I feel like they waited too long to get this done. And now they're sort of looking around going, okay do we do we tag him? Do we offer him the same deal we had last year? And I don't know that Dallas looks at him as an upgrade based on what they saw this year, because I think Dallas is going to use whatever they can to negotiate the deal down.
4: Yeah, but they're going to say what they're going to say. Yeah. But they're going to act upon their true beliefs. That's a little tip in business. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to say what they're going to say. They're going to act upon their true beliefs. The betting market likes Dak. MVP odds. Next year, the fifth best odds, Dak Prescott. So, seems like the 33 would have been a pretty good deal. Yeah. And if you look at Dallas's offense, we got the numbers from the very nimble staff. DVOA offense last year, number two. Yards per play on offense, number one. You add that up, Jonas, they're averaging somewhere between one and two. <laughs> and, 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 and Jason Garrett was the scapegoat. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> it, it's back to the idea. Are players clutch or not? Okay, we debated that. If not, Jim Kelly, Aikman, okay, about the same. Montana, Kelly, okay, about the No, no. And stats versus scoreboard. The math guys trust the stats. Some players, some teams seem to underperform their stats a ton. You know who did that probably more than anyone the last five years? Phillip Rivers. (laughs) His stats were all the whole team stats were good, but let me tell you, they didn't win a lot of games. There's a quarterback in New Orleans, the third stringer says he wants to be a franchise quarterback.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
4: Straight Out of Vegas here on
1: Fox Sports Radio, coming up 12 minutes from now here on FSR, we will have Best Bets, your chance to make a little bit of coin on a Tuesday night. Want to let you know we are brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service with over 5600 locations nationwide. AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Eight. Get in the zone. Auto zone. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He is the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell.
4: So the Saints, they've got Breeze, they have Bridgewater, and they've got Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill? Yeah. He wants to be a franchise quarterback.
1: He does. He said, uh, according to the Associated Press, quote, I definitely view myself as a franchise quarterback. I think as you look at it, you know the other question is, is it New Orleans? Is it somewhere else? And so Taysom Hill, very, very bold in saying if it's not New Orleans, he is open to going somewhere else.
4: And I'm going to repeat my announcement. I will not ask for over $10 million in the next contract. So So apparently you just say these grandiose things and it works. (laughs) That's good of you. You know what's funny, though? It does work. You know, there's a concept in negotiation. It's something, ovarian's window or something, and we'll get that. But it's saying that there is a range of possibilities that people believe are reasonable. So if Jonas says... I'm taking ten days off in July. It's ah eh, okay. If you say I'm taking three months off, it's like that's not reasonable. <sighs> and the trick in any negotiation is attempting to move, and it's a uh, Overton's so O V E R T O N window, and I, it really is something that is acceptable. And Hill now has the conversation, you know, franchise quarterback and Hill. Just saying those two phrases together helps him. But what doesn't help him is if anyone looked at his college career. Because this is the NFL. He's a slight quarterback. He's not a big guy, and he's running the ball, right? At BYU in 2012, played six games, ended the season, knee injury. 13 was great. Played all the games. Fractured leg in 2014. Liz Frank foot fracture 2015. Played one game. 2016, hyperextended his elbow out for the season. Uh, You know, I'm seeing a trend. (laughs) Yeah, it's fair. Fair point. Maybe. And we want to thank... One of our analysts at Pregame.com, Sleepy Jay, said I was a big fan of his. He started rattling off the stats. I said, well, go look those up first, and then we'll probably use them. Pretty good stuff, huh?
1: Yeah, no, that was good. I also think he's, Dr- he's Draymond Green in the NFL, meaning his value is more to his current team than I think it would be anywhere else. And if I were New Orleans, mm. if I've got to keep one of those two backups, it's Teddy Bridgewater, and I would let Taysom Hill walk. I- I'm not letting Teddy Bridgewater get out of the building.
4: So you look at Bridge, Bridgewater as one of the best, if not best, backup in the NFL. Yeah, right now. yeah,
1: he should be a starter.
4: And what's his his contracts up though, yeah, right? Yeah, his contract. So it's, is up. they're trying to decide who to keep. Yes. Now, about a week ago, Breeze said if somehow, some way, he had to share snaps, he'd be okay with it. That was surprising.
1: Yeah, I. Um I didn't expect that, especially a guy like Breeze who's done what he's done in the league. I I thought it would be, look, if I'm going to play, I'm going to play. I'm not here to be a backup or a part-timer.
4: And think about how he came back a week early this year. Remember, he had a bye. The team had a bye the next week. Yeah. With that hand injury, he came back a week early, and he could have had two more weeks off. He goes, no, Bridgewater's won five in a row. I'm coming back. Yeah, they were undefeated. I mean, So that's what I'm saying is he had such a fight in him. And now, who knows though, right? He might be saying it for some strategy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, wants to be a team guy. I also
1: think, and this goes back to the, uh, and I've talked about this with other with other analysts and former players. Quarterbacks are held to a different level. Like there's there's different expectations. Like if you go back to the Dak Prescott conversation, Ezekiel Elliott held out, went to Mexico, and got his deal. Dak can't really do that, because quarterbacks are held to a different standard. Drew Brees can't really come out and say, no, 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 I'm the starter, and that's the bottom line, and that's how it's going to be. He's got to kind of play the team, really? team I think quarterback.
4: It. I think quarterbacks, being like Brady's famous, he doesn't even want his backups back in the day to have even snaps in practice. But he's never come out publicly and said it. Well, <laughs> well then Brees could have said, you know... I've started every other game I was healthy, and I played every snap, and I hope I can again. I mean, that's why this Taysom Hill uh,
1: comment and these comments from Taysom Hill are a little bit eye-opening, considering, look, you mentioned his injury history and rattled that off. He's also been a part-time player, and so I know he sees a guy like Lamar Jackson have success. But Lamar Jackson was healthy in college. Was a Heisman Bigger trophy, guy. yeah, a Heisman trophy winner in college. Like he's been a starting quarterback for a long, long time. Taysom Hill is what Tim Tebow was. If Tim Tebow would have been
4: open to the idea of doing something other than just being a quarterback, and if Tim Tebow was thirty pounds lighter, yeah, and and played only seventy percent as good in college. Yes,
1: true. Right? Yeah,
4: I think Tebow usually uh, he was getting a lot of love for a time that maybe was unwarranted. You probably just said the worst thing about Tebow ever I right mean, <laughs> it's true. I hope it wasn't anti-Christian. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. All right. No. All right.
1: No. All right. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be in church later. Don't worry. I'll make up. for
4: ah. it. <laughs> I'll see you on Ash Wednesday. <laughs> all right. To me, to wrap up Hill and the Saints, I believe, and most people, a lot of serious people believe, the NFL is moving towards not only mobile quarterbacks, and Colin's been talking about this a ton, but potentially having two quarterbacks on the field at once. Mike Lombardi's talked about this in, or talked about this in his book. Imagine a team where you had a Hill with a Lamar Jackson, Hill's in the tailback position, and you're running some type of option right, you pitch it, and then Hill can still throw the ball. I mean, obviously, it's going to look Like the single wing in a way, and it's gonna be different than anything we've seen. You get how many quarterbacks play in college, put up really good stats, just can't make it in the NFL. They're not a starting quarterback. And if you're a mobile quarterback, and this is something people don't realize if you're a mobile quarterback, you can only back up a team that has a mobile starter. Yes. It's very important that those two are in sync cuz you can only practice so much and you know you can't have a different offense. So if you're a less than a starter and mobile hasn't been a lot of backup spots for you. All of a sudden now if each team has an additional one or two guys that could quarterback but they're playing that option potentially pass kind of position, all of a sudden now there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that could play that. Yeah. And it's not like they're, you'd be like, well, yeah, if you get Lamar Jackson and, as if it's so hard. Well, Lamar Jackson's hard, but getting competent mobile quarterbacks in the NFL, it's not hard. Uh,
1: look at who, our, the Lamar Jackson's backup is RG3. Perfect example.
4: Yeah, where they try to sync yes. it up. Yeah. So I think I'm not sure. I think Hill's going to have more value wherever he is than people think because of the fact that we're moving in that direction. I think you're going to see some more trick plays out of those position types. All right, when we come back, there's two big games in the NBA tonight. We'll have picks on those and the cheating scandal with the Astros. There's a lawsuit, and I think it actually is telling a pretty big story. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've
1: always wondered right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right
0: out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search
2: FSR to listen live.
0: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com.
2: Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start.
0: L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends
3: Higher ratings and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal—what
0: more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com/sports. TireRack.com—the way tire buying should be.
4: I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas,
1: and I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. RJ, we've got a doubleheader on TNT in the NBA. Tip off about ten minutes from now, and it is in Philadelphia, where the Clippers are on the road against the Sixers. LA is a one-point favorite.
4: So, a new thing we're doing on Straight Out of Vegas every day during the last segment. So, about 6:46 Eastern. We have a best bet, and we actually guarantee six a week. Yeah, it's 46. You get it, Jones? Yes. But if the game goes to seven, we're going to always do it first. So everyone has a nice amount of time. Fez had a winner yesterday. He did. Seven o'clock game. He did it a little late. I bet there's some people that got shut out. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> He'll be back tomorrow. Houston being too, Or, I'm sorry, in the Sixers-Clippers, <laughs> this Houston game interests me. To me, it's all about motivation. I mean, you look at the Sixers team, it feels like there's more talk about if they can only come together and play together and grow up for the Sixers <laughs> than literally every other team in the NBA. Like, if you literally put that in a pile, how many times they say that about the Sixers— and how many times they say it about the other 29 teams? Wouldn't it be about even?
1: Yeah, it's and they're very bizarre. Their home road splits are crazy. I, I saw somebody talking about it to where at home, their defense is one of the best in the league, and on the road, it completely disappears.
4: Great point. Great point, because that's effort. Yeah. That's discipline. That's organization. Sixers sloppy. Sixers lackadaisical. Big game. Maybe they play hard. I don't want to bet four more against them because their motivation can dictate so much. We have a second game
1: on TNT coming up after that. 9.30 Eastern time, RJ. It is the Celtics at your favorite team, the Small Ball Rockets. And Houston is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite.
4: I don't know if you know this, but I have a very strong brand. I'm verified on Twitter and such. (laughs) Don't be lying about my (laughs) take. I find Houston interesting. I can't lie because I liked that – the team, Daryl Morey said, "We're not going to win it one way. Let's try another." I like that. This is fascinating, though. Houston only a small favor, home field advantage in the NBA, home court, four points. So they're saying Boston is the better team. Boston is the better team, but they both have plus seven hundred odds to win their conference. Boston seven to one, Houston seven to one. Now, if Boston's the better team and Boston plays in the easier conference, the East, why in the heck does Boston and Houston have the same odds to win the conference? Think about that. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. So until we figure out, and this is something I'm looking at closely, what teams do well against Houston and what teams don't, because it's such a quirky offense now, your ability against small lineups – the opponent against Houston, is going to dictate everything. We're trying to figure out the best way to quantify that. I'm going to watch, but boy, I think— Houston's interesting and maybe offers us an opportunity to bet for or against based upon how the opponent does against small ball.
1: We have another story involving Tom Brady. We'll get to in one moment. I want to let you know we are brought to you by My Computer Career. Make 2020 your year. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little <laughs> as four months. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Uh, there are reports out there that Patriots owner Bob Kraft would like Tom Brady to test free agency, RJ. The feeling is, see what's out there, and then be happy everybody went through the process and he can come back to New England.
4: Well, maybe, but I think what it guarantees, and I think this is smart, it guarantees Brady's not going to sign and then be lamenting that he had other better opportunities. Go test it out. We'll see what happens. You know what this tells us for sure, 100%? The Patriots are not posturing. By letting Brady go out there, they're saying, if you can get a much better deal, you're going to have to leave because why else encourage him to go out there? I think this is a sign of how serious the Pats are. The Odd Couple is
1: next on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates. We are straight out of Vegas back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Right out of Vegas!